0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. Five one double five one is our text number, and this day next week, which is the eve of Christmas Eve, we will be having our annual little live line. That's for the younger folk to make their contribution to the program with the permission of their parents, of course. And you can uh, pre-plan your contribution. You can write about or talk about, um, or sing about, or, or uh, be poetic about, or a, a poem, a, a book, a movie, a TV program, a video game. An encounter, a good, an act of goodness, an act of kindness, something that affected you and impressed you or upset you in the world that we live in, be it local, national or international. It's just your contribution, please. And, and we had great fun last year and great insight as well from uh, children as young as five talking on the programme about how their year has been and the highlights and uh, otherwise. Okay, that's next Friday, Little Live Line. Joe with rt.ie, just put Little Live Line in uh, the uh, subject box. On your corner, on your good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? I'm grand. You're not well. What happens? Um, I'm very upset with Dublin bus. Um, would I be able to say a quick thing? Yeah. Uh, would I be able to just say... Um, Merry Christmas to everyone, but could I just ask everyone to look out for their elderly neighbour, oh, yeah. a friend, but not about age, someone on their own. Yeah, you know? okay. Good. Well, point well made. Go back to Dublin bus. What happened? So yesterday, um, my daughter, she takes the 54A from uh, Karen Yurichitala. In Dublin, yeah. She's a student there, year three. Yep. This has been going on for a year where her bus just gets cancelled at two minutes notice. So... We've gotten through it. Some people have real problems. I just kept saying to her all year, look, wait for the next one. You're not living too far away. Just offer it up to God. So this has been going on all year, the 54A. Extremely popular bus going from one side of the city to the other and catering for many vulnerable people. Now, who uses Dublin bus students? Older people who can't drive. People who are nervous of driving. People who simply cannot afford the luxury of a car. People who don't people don't have a car like myself and don't want to drive most well, of the time. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so it's a, so it's a great it's it's a really important service and we're told it's become more important post post COVID. So what happened? The bus how long was the bus missing for? So my daughter was due back and she texted me they're after cancelling again, Mum. Okay. So she rings me crying. I said, Look at when is the next half an hour? I said, Will you just offer it up? Okay. So she stays there for half an hour. After 30 minutes, she calls me back. Mum, they've cancelled the replacement. I said, Sam? Yeah, just come up now. The one 30 minutes late is not coming. But she said, Mum, I'm in a terrible state. I said, why? She said, there's an elderly woman here. I said, what? She's freezing. Freezing. That cold yesterday. How old is she? And my daughter said, elderly. I said, what? Right, she said, hail out a cab. What, Mum? She said, you're nuts. I said, never mind, I'm nuts. Get a cab or not. What do you mean? Ask the woman to get in. I don't care if she lives in Wicklow. I'll find the money. We'll drop her home. Get a you taxi. Take... You say, get a taxi, you'll pay. Yeah. Okay. I'm a hand god. I had this vision of the woman. And my daughter was crying over the woman, saying she'd been there and there. She'd no other choice to get back wherever she lives. And how long has the bus been missing? Your line is a bit grubby. How long has, or fuzzy, how long has, how long has the bus been missing at this stage? An hour, an hour and a half? An hour at this stage. Wow. So I saw red and I rang up 
the NTA. Yeah. The poor lady who answered. I said, hello, can I speak to your CEO? She's like, sorry. Yeah, Anne Graham, please. She's like, oh, you, she won't come on the phone. I said, why not? Who are you? I said, who are you? <laughs> I'm the receptionist. I'm the receptionist. I said, well, I'm the Egypt that tries to avail of your service, but it's never okay. there. <clears throat> so she said, oh, it's not us, it's Dublin bus. Okay, thanks, love. Not your fault. Fine, lovely girl in Dublin bus. Now, absolute angel. Hi, love, I said, I'm raging. Why? Can you put me on to your CEO? What? Huh. Yeah. No, why? Well, who are you? I said, well, who are you? You're Dublin bus. I want to speak to the boss. There's a certain trend here. Go ahead, yes. So. They have a new oh, boss in Dublin bus, haven't they? I have no clue, but whoever so, it yeah. is, he should be also ashamed of himself. Then I said, well, can I ask you a question, love? Yeah. Uh, can your bus? Can your boss drive a bus? She said, what? Can your boss drive a bus? She says, I, I doubt it. She said, he's the CEO. I said, he can't drive a bus. Is that not like going into Starbucks and asking for a coffee and your man says, I've never been trained as a barista? Yeah, but what, what, what's, what's, what's your point about the CEO, Ray Coyne, driving a bus? I think Ray came up from, from the ground, so to speak, so he might be able to drive a bus. But anyway... Um, well, if he was able to drive a bus, he should have I think Ray is, Ray is gone because I Ray used to oh. retweet Liveline stuff and bears advice. Um, yeah. When is he gone? When is, anyway, we'll try and find out the new chief executive. Of Dublin anyway. bus, it was Ray Coyne, and Ray did come from the ground floor up, and he was uh, he, he was uh, much loved in the organisation as well. Now, and he, he transfer no, don't just not nothing. I try and get the name of the new chap. I think well, it is it's a, a new chap. It's, it's, it's a new chap, I think. Well, Anne, 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 Billy Han, Billy Han, Billy and Anne. Would you do me a favour, lads? You do look. Their job isn't easy, of course. It's not running a company of this size, and they're taking on a legacy of of problems, but. Well, now he's only been Billy has only been in the job fifteen days. Oh bless him! <laughs> well, I, I tell you, he's looking. How long is the bus missing for it? I'm thinking of that poor woman on you. Thank you. Where is so she? I'm, where we're now at? What half four yesterday afternoon? It's absolutely blisteringly cold. Blisteringly. Now yeah. my daughter was frozen, but the woman. And anyway, listen to this. It's a very important point, young people. I said to my daughter, please, Mum. She said, I can't say to the secretary, get into the taxi. We're driving you home. My mum's paying. She'll think I'm nuts. Now, yeah. when I was 20, no woman, old or man, elderly, would have said I was nuts. They would have thanked me. I would have dropped them home. What's happened to us as a country and nation? When a 20-year-old girl, a beautiful girl, with the utmost respect for anyone, she was, was too afraid to offer that woman my gift. She was, now, she was too afraid? To, to upset the woman. Oh, in okay, case in case it was taken up the wrong way or whatever. Yeah, yeah the yeah. woman could have thought she was a whack job, you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. How, where, where, where is the woman? Where is that, as you call her, the elderly woman now? Is she home She's safe? She's now at the bus stop at 1 hour 10, right? When my daughter said, oh, it's after coming up, there'll be one here in 20 minutes. While the girl in Dublin bus and fair play to her came back to me and said, there'll be one there in 20 minutes. My daughter said, a 26 came along, don't have a clue where that goes, but the woman got on it in desperation. Okay, should the older lady get on it? And what did your daughter do? Waited for the bus. I collected her off the bus stop. She got in and she was blue. And she started complaining. I said, oh, would you cop on? You're young and look, at your nose is a bit cold. Mm. But look, at what about the woman? She said, mum, I was nearly crying. Now, this other woman approached my daughter while she was on, at the bus for an hour and ten minutes. And this other woman had a lot of issues. She was trying to talk to my daughter about her issues. My daughter was very, very upset when she got home. 
Okay, now, did you did you get any information from the NTA or Dublin bus on what happened to Phantom, the ghost buses? There seems to be well, a lot of them. The thing is, the girl in, in Dublin bus was an exemplary woman, a lovely young woman, very good at a job. And I had given out to her, I had to apologise. When I rang, I had smoke coming out my ears. But it was Billy, what's his name I wanted, but he couldn't be found because he's only there 15 days, God love him. Yeah, but he's running, uh, Willie Han, uh, Billy Han. Billy, he, he's, Willie, Billy, Willie, what's, what's his name? He's he's running 1,200 buses. God love him. But did he apply for the job, did he? Yeah, of course. It was a recruitment process. Of course, you have to apply. Oh, he applied for the job to run 1,200 buses? Okay, so you were saying, what's what's gone wrong? Now, I think earlier on in the week, I, I'm trying to start out on me different doll committees. There's so many of the stage. I think he was up before one of the doll committees, and he said the timetabling stuff is back. There was lots of complaints we were getting, but he said the timetabling... Stuff is ninety eight percent fixed. No, lies, lies. Well, you don't know that you you could be the the, the fifty four R could have been the two percent. Okay, Joe. Don't I'm accuse not... don't accuse anyone of lying, will you? On you, I want to spend I'm New Year. In, yeah? No, no, no. I I meant propaganda. Let's say not yeah. lies. This okay. poor man. Yeah, this poor man is taken over. He's only there fifteen days. I couldn't respect him more. But unfortunately, he's the boss. Okay. So now, is this now, a re- is this a recording experience? It's been happening every day for a year on my dad's memory. Every okay. day on your dad's memory. Okay, okay. And now you swear on your dad's memory. That's the phrase you're using. Uh, the, from the NTA statement, the, the National N- Transport Authority who own everything now, run everything. Taxis, buses, Lewis. They're in charge of everything. Sorry, they're a government agency, well funded. Dublin bus might be better. Pl- this is their response. Dublin bus might be better place to respond to operational specifics relating to services on a particular day. Mm. Now, they then go on, that's one line out of the statement. The statement is an A4 page. Right. The rest of it is congratulating themselves about investing in Bus Connects, um, an increase in the services. They're buying, I didn't know this, sorry, you and I are buying 800 new electric buses for use by Dublin Bus and other operators. Uh, there's going to be a new F spying. I, I don't know about you, but I find I was on a bus yesterday evening and I saw a bus in front of me, H4 or N4. I hadn't a clue where it was going. Wow. hadn't a clue where it came from. and It was in service uh, where, where it was going. But anyway, there's a new uh, F spine coming to join. the. the uh, there'll be a D spine and an A wow. spine. And uh, there'll be 39 new enhanced routes outside of Dublin. So the rest of their statement is just saying Waffles. how brilliant they are. That's, that's yeah. a title now, to say that. That's title. Where's Gary Hone or Gary? Joe, how are you doing? How are you the, the 54 ah, the ghost bus. <laughs> yeah, it, it is the ghost bus. Um, it's not going to Mount Jerome, even though it does go by Mount Jerome. Oh, does he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah Joe, <laughs> it's, it's been hit and miss for years. I mean, I've been living down in Waterford now for a decade and, you know, you could get the 54A up to the square of the 54A into town and you'd be quicker getting a 9 or a 19, I think it's called, it's always been hit and miss as long as I, as I, as I've known. And I, 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 live, I lived in Crumlin. I should say I'm from Crumlin, and mm. it was equidistant for us to get the 77 or the 54, and the 77 on the Crumlin Road or the 54 on the Kimmage Road, and you, you would be ages waiting for 54. The service has always. But been Gary, born. does does the 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 digital sign tell you exactly when the next bus will be? Is that correct? Uh, it, it, it's it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's doesn't you know it's it's. it's you know, it's 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 very much a look at the draw, uh, Joe. You know, I I have found that the nine 
was always been much more uh, reliable yeah. than the 54. I, I've always found the 54 to be a, a poor service in my experience. And that, I mean, that's using it as a kid when I was in secondary school, going up to the square at the weekend to buy a few bits or into town. And you say, and you, you say, know. you say, good luck trying to fix it. Have you given up on trying to? Well, I've never tried to fix it myself personally, yeah. but I mean, I, I, I listened to your show today, and I heard that woman um, giving out about it, and I said, <laughs> good luck, because it's been like that for you. And anyone in the area, especially around Terran, you came into KCR, would know that the, the fifty-four, you know, isn't mm. the most reliable service. No, I mean, in fairness, there's the fifteen, there's the nine, there's other services that serve the area. Well, we're buying all these. We're buying all these modern buses, and yeah. and part of the thing is that there are trackers on the buses. That's what we're, we're paying for. They're extraordinarily yeah. expensive. Uh, we're no buying drivers. Well, drivers are a problem. Yeah, but yeah. Well, just, just, no like, it is a good. But well, I, I I know a couple of drivers, and they tell me it's a very good job. Well, yeah, a very good job. job. So just encourage. Yeah, but the the other thing as well is the problem with Dublin bus, as I've said here again, is going to be seen again tonight. Big party night in Dublin. And uh, there's about six Nightlink services. They boast about all the time. There's only it's only Friday and Saturday is Nightlink, bizarrely. And there's yeah, six I mean, Nightlink. When you go to the likes of London or any of the other centers, on. And now, and, yeah. the European city, you have you know twenty four seven services. I was in London in October, and you're able to get a bus service twenty four hours a day when you're in suburban areas, not just in the centre. So city. of the thirteen hundred buses, about twelve hundred buses Dublin bus have about. Uh, 1,150 of them are in the garage all night. Anyway, that's been, yeah. everyone complains about that, but nothing is done. But by the way, I think it's interesting. The NTA say if there's problems, it's due to Dublin bus. If there's credit, no, no, if there's no. credit to be given, it's to be given to us for all the additional no. services we're getting. No, I'm standing up for Dublin bus. I'm okay. standing up for Dublin bus. Standing they room are, only at this stage, yeah. They are the victims in this. Those people drive our buses around the city under very exceptional circumstances. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that there's a broader point as well in terms of rolling out additional services that would have to be looked at in terms of driver pay and working conditions and stuff like that. And the recruitment and retention of drivers too, because obviously, you know, recruitment across a whole variety of sectors is tough at the moment. But just from my own historical experience of using the 54A, it's always been a poor service. Always. Okay, okay. We'll, try and, we'll try and get answers. I was... Now, I thought it was a, 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 a big problem, especially August, September, because I'm on a bus at least twice a week, at least twice a week. And I remember one evening I was waiting and I was watching the sign, said two minutes, then it said seven minutes, then it said three minutes, then it said, I thought it was giving me, yeah. the, I thought it was giving me the lotto numbers. It was, the, <laughs> number, the numbers were coming up so randomly. No, but I, just, I, I mean, those signs... Sorry, those signs, it's not just uh, unique to Dublin. Myself and my son were getting a bus from Dungarvan down to Waterford City three weeks ago to see the opening of uh, Winterville. And a bus, the sign said that the bus would queue in four minutes and it didn't turn up for 29 minutes. Okay. Well, it's a, it's a great system when it works. It's a fantastic yeah. system. Yeah. It's a fantastic Joe, system. Joe, can I say Yes, Arnie, yes. Now... In this country, we are protected by consumer law under the Sales of Goods and Acts Services yeah, yeah, 1980. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. However, no government-given service in this country has any consumer protection for us people. Okay. Why not? Yeah, okay, okay. Now, who pays the wages of the people in Dublin Bus and NTA? Who? 
Well, it's, it's a combination of taxpayers and uh, service users. So both of us are disgruntled. Yeah, yeah. Neil, 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 Neil Evans, what happened? Hi, hiya, Joe. Um, look, there's a serious lack of uh, Dublin bus drivers, and they obviously can't uh, recruit fast mm-hmm. enough. So I know this is affecting a range of industries, from hotels and bars, and obviously yeah. you have about tens of thousands of foreign students in this country desperate to work beyond the 20 hours limits imposed on them by the government. So I think it's about time maybe the government should look to extend the working hours afforded to those foreign students. Okay, okay. Um, now, you, you saw the recent Dublin bus advertising campaign. And they were, yeah, they were using real bus drivers to say it's a great job. Come on board. Can I tell you something about what happens when you go for Dublin bus? Okay. Is I have it? a friend who okay. went for Dublin bus, right? He wanted out of IT and he said, I said to him, you should become a bus driver. So he did all the lessons, right? And... Yeah. It was costly enough, but if you're unemployed, by the way, people, you can get this thing for free. You're trained. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, well said. Wait, I tell you. He took it three times. He had to go to a loan. Now, the test is run by this other company. They're all these little setting up companies, you'd wonder. But, yeah, anyway. but, but hang on, but does, does Dublin Bus not train you? No, listen, you have to do. Sorry, I stand corrected. Dublin Bus do a training programme, but he did the private route. So, what, a, yeah, bus driver in a, in a school yeah. or whatever, yeah. 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 So he took the test three times, but this fella could drive a juggernaut with a blindfold on across the Rocky Mountains. So he took <laughs> the test three times, and I tell you, and every time he failed, and on the third time I said to him, it's a scam, love. No, yeah, we have. This, this is your opinion, but you've not... Oh, my opinion. Oh, no, listen, no. I think I'm a smartle, yeah? So... I said to him, I smell a rat. How could you fail three times? And each time it cost him a fortune. I'm but, telling well, you Yeah, but don't they tell you every time what, what you fail? Be, be it the driving test or whatever. Be it a car, a van, a bus or a, a, a oh, Land yeah, Rover or a fire there. engine. They tell you, what, you know, you didn't pay particular attention to your mirrors. You weren't conscious of the height of the vehicle. You weren't good. At, but like no, you, no, I just told you he could drive but a joker not blind through the Rockies. Yeah. They were madey up, he thinks. Well, I hope, Look, I hope I'm not on the Rockies that day. In the heel of the hunt, <laughs> in the heel of the hunt, he gave up and he's now a truck driver. Ah, okay. We must find out, do, do, can, can can we join Dublin Bus without any licence and will they teach us how to drive and get us out? Can I ask the government, would they consider looking at people who are marginalised, may have had a past. I'm not talking anyone with a serious... Well, that was, that was Neil's point there. He wasn't marginalised. You're just saying students who are studying here are only allowed to work 20 hours a week. They'd be great bus drivers. Yeah, anyone, yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, yeah, we must ask Dublin Bus if, if they uh, train you, and if, obviously they train you driving a Dublin bus, but do you need a... What licence do you need to apply for the job? Yeah. Now, just to be very clear, country... Dublin Bus are run by NTA. They're run by, so, it's a state agency, yeah, it's a quango. No, but Dublin Bus are the fall guy. Okay, okay, you think Dublin Bus. See, what I'd love to know, what I'd love to know, Gary and Anya, is yeah. how many times have Dublin Bus, because the, the, the big feature, well, we're going back to the summer that was in it, all the concerts that were on, Garrett Brooks and uh, all Marley Park. And no and, buses. No and buses. No buses. And someone said to me, who's high up in that business, he said, I guarantee Dublin Bus would have applied, because they have to, would have yeah. applied to the NTA for permission. It was, it was a no-brainer for permission yeah. to run buses. And the NTA might have said no. 
They got the power. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But they all on a on a holiday. Joe, I, I, I think there's a Gary, broader yeah. point here, though. A, a, a more yeah, make it there. Yeah, point. You know, it's about the retention of drivers as well. I mean, they can yeah. only put on so many services in terms of the amount of drivers that they have. And I mean, someone mentioned there about the private routes. This kind of Lanigan Ball Park private park public. What really needs to happen here is that it needs to be completely public service and that drivers need to be paid appropriately. And George, I think you made a valid okay. point there yourself, Joe, in terms of an apprenticeship where if someone goes in as an apprentice driver and gets trained the whole way up from Dublin. Okay, well, let's, well hopefully we'd hear from bus drivers. In, uh, see, Dublin is, and I know Cork as well, but Dublin and Galway, Dublin is a nightmare for bus drivers. Yes. I know they have the bus lanes and they help. But anyway, we'll we, we try and find out if we get a bus but driver. But it's a we'll catch-22, okay. Now, Anya, you're telling me to get on to the government. We've no government. They're changing. We, they're doing Lanigan's Ball at midnight tonight. We have and there'll be no government. One in, but no, Michal Martin finishes and uh, uh, Leo takes over. Right, until midnight, Michal's in charge. And at midnight, your man's in charge. It's not rocket science. Okay. What's okay. wrong with Irish people is... We don't complain. Well, I hope I hope they hand the bat, and I hope they're not. I hope they're they're when one becomes Taoiseach and the other becomes Tanisha and versa vice, that there's no little gap. I hope they can drive. Oh, the country could go to the dogs in that gap. If we I fall don't. into that gap on you, okay, safe no. travelling. Well done on trying to help that older person, as you say, Gary Honer, Neil Evans, got to meet a Margo Joe at RT.ie five one double five one text. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. We dealt earlier in the week with surprised by the number of calls we were getting about ESB outages, but they're, they were planned outages. But given that the temperatures dropped dramatically, uh, a lot of people were upset. They were gone from nine to five for a couple of days. Brian Harvey is in Cavan. Brian, what happened in your case? Um, yeah, it, um, the power went off at um, 10 o'clock and didn't come back on again until 5 in the afternoon. Wow. And what day was this, Brian? It was on Wednesday. Which was which was Baltic, freezing. It was, yes. And, and, and they, they weren't working on the, on the cables. So I managed to... Uh, one of the fellas came uh, tapping at the door. Well, he, he just tapped at the door. Yeah, okay. And he was walking away by the time I got there. And I said, what do you want? He said, we're, going, we're putting the power off just to trim some trees. Yeah. I said, well, that, that's ridiculous. I've only got the boiler there to keep me warm. And I'm 83 and suffer with angina and, and, and prostate cancer. And I said, I've got to keep warm. Oh, God. Okay. And he just shrugged his shoulders and walked away. But is that the only notice you got, Brian? Um, well, I might, have got, I might have got a card probably yeah. a month before, but he probably got mixed up with a load of, uh, you know, the advertising that comes through the door. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so you know, I didn't know they were actually going to do it, you know, on the day when they did do it. So they, so they were... Little, uh, producer, okay. Well, oh, so, so what do you have in the house? Uh, that's all. The, the the oil central heating and a small wood burner. So how did you manage during that day, Wednesday? Yeah, I know. I managed to get the, the wood burner going. I had, I had a few logs just okay, outside the door man, and, yeah. a, and a few brickets. And I managed to get that uh, going. And, um, of course, you know, I thought, what am I going to do to eat, you know, something warm? So I took the top off the tin of um, soup. 
and sat that on the top of the wood burner. And after about half an hour, he warmed up enough to to eat it. You put a can of soup on your on your wood burning stove. Yeah, took the top off. Yeah. Wow. And then after that, I thought, I wonder if it's hot enough to fry a couple of rashes. So I put a couple of rashes on it, and it did. After eventually, for about twenty minutes, it did fry. So I managed to get a bacon sandwich. God, you sound like Bear Grylls. That was it. It was, it was like going back a hundred years. And when did the electric come back on? Five o'clock. And when you said to you see when you said to that chap, um, I said to him, "Could you not leave it until the cold spell is over?" They never never answered me because they were cutting trees. And well, do you see? The, the, the DSB have sent us a statement: Barley Hill area of County Cavan, Wednesday. This was necessary to enable timber cutting work to be carried out that will enhance continuity of supply during the winter months. All customers, including you, Brian, I presume, they say were notified in advance of this taking place. ESB Networks yeah. apologised to all customers. Uh, but it's not, it's not a very good policy to do it in yeah, the middle exactly. of a, a really cold smell that we've never had for years. And it seems that they've no flexibility. Well, you think there would be for just trimming trees. It's different if a cable came down. Yeah, but they're saying trees in the long term can interfere with cables. Yeah. But anyway, how are you back to normal now, Brian? Um, yes, yeah, just about, yeah. And how are you managing? What, what did you say your challenges were? Angina and prostate cancer? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. And how often do you attend hospital? Or? Um, Sorry? How often do you have to attend hospital, do you mind me asking? Well, if it wasn't for Navin Hospital, I, I wouldn't be alive now. For Navin, okay. Yeah, because when I took the heart attack in uh, Christmas uh, 2019, um, they rushed me straight down to Navin Hospital, and then they, they rushed me down to the matter and they put a, a stent in. Wow. So, so, and it's the downgrading of Navin Hospital, which is happening as we speak. Is that, will that affect you, Brian? Oh, yeah, yeah, bad. I've had to go in quite a few times when the blood pressure gets out of control. Uh, I go in and uh, they, they sort me out. And uh, the doctor, the doctor, Irwin, uh, he, was, he was a great, great fellow. Okay. Yeah, okay. they do a very good job there. And how will you, how will you, how do you manage over Christmas, Brian? Um, well, I've got, I've got, two, I've got two sons. Okay. No, no daughters, no daughters. Okay. And the sons will will you see them over the Christmas, please God? Uh, you probably will, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I, w- I was talking to you about seven years ago. Okay, good man. What were you talking to me about, Brian? You were doing a program on on um, uh, dating and that, and you you were doing. Okay. Uh, you had a fellow on the, from List and Varna. Okay. And have... there was a lady, I think, from Dundalk, and she she rang you to complain about the. The dating agency that badly okay, don't, don't, don't name, don't na- yeah, don't name anybody. So, no. so, so, did you, did you meet someone? Eventually, I did. Yeah. Oh, well yeah, done. And, and, her, and how, yeah. how, how did that work out? An angel. She was an angel. I met a, a retired nurse. So she was, she was a widow, and I, I'm a widow as well. Okay. And it was working out fine. Okay. Because uh, she, she looked after me when. Um, I had the treatment for the prostate cancer, wow. and also when I had the the the, angio, the attack, the heart attack. Yeah. But uh, she's um, she's ill herself at the moment. She she was diagnosed with um, wow. angina. Okay. 
But and I was, um, do, do you mind me asking you? Are you still seeing each other? Um, we are, yes. Oh, she, that's she's nice. been looked after uh, by her daughter in, in uh, Castle Pollard. Ah, okay, well, that's that's lovely. And that was seven years ago you met. That was it, yeah. Okay. Any sign of wedding bells or a bit of wedding cake or? <laughs> no. Okay. No, not at the moment. No. I, I don't want to be invited or anything. I know we did get you together. We don't want to be invited. But anyway, uh, have a nice Christmas, Brian. Thanks for bringing that. And I'm sure... Yeah, yeah same to you. Yeah, same and, to you. And to your... To your to there your, must have been other people stranded like me when they yeah. the ESB... Yeah, there are. We heard it the other day. Okay, and I I'm, I'm presume someone in the ESB would say, can we be a little bit more flexible at times? Okay, good yeah. to good That's Brian Harvey, and uh, happy Christmas to you, Brian. And I hope you overcome your health challenges sooner rather than later. And uh, you're a good age, you. but you have many more years in you. Please go. Yeah, good luck to everybody. Let, you, the yeah. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Okay, let, where's where's young Michael? Where's Michael? Yeah, Michael Gilmore. How are you, Michael? Well, as good as I could be now. A bit devastated, but so tell us what happened. Well, we had a break in there into our, my poultry farm there about Friday night between about yeah. 9 and 6 o'clock in the morning. And what was stolen? There was about 30 or 40 showbirds and Christmas, our own family Christmas turkeys stolen. Total value, Michael? Jeez, between five and 10,000. Ah, for God's sake. And who, do you own these? Did you rear them? Yeah, I, I own them. I run a pumpkin patch here uh how it works is that families come in, they pay a fee for their care, they walk around, see all the animals, and they get to pick their pumpkin, get tea, free tea and coffee and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I donate a percentage of all the money then to Western Alzheimer's last year and oh, Jack no. and Jill this year. But uh, I use the profits then that are left over to help fund the poultry. So they came to this year anyway, and I had enough breeding stock gathered mm-hmm. to not have to use the money to fund the feeding side of it just to buy a last few birds and they're going to make their own money for the rest of the year. Okay. But, uh, and when do, you, my, when do you buy in young turkeys? You buy in young turkeys they're about 20 weeks when they're at Christmas so they'd be maybe five months before Christmas so June or July. Okay. And you you husband them uh, husbandry and rear them and look after them and yeah, feed exactly. them and well done. And what age are you? 16. God's sake. Elon Musk, each heart out. Now, but, but, the, but the problem now is, the big problem is that your livestock, your stock has been stolen. Exactly. And, uh, like, the money that's from the last three years' work has just gone totally down the drain. And have you any idea, you know you said it was last Friday night between, what was it, 9 o'clock and 6 a.m. Have you, have you any idea of uh, who stole them? Was there a van? Was there a car? Was there... With, there's nothing Ben has been spotted unfortunately but like all I can presume is it's someone who's well used to the business is they picked out like specific birds out of Eric Chopin and picked out exactly what they knew was good quality mm-hmm. and what's it, explain to me are, are you talking straightforward um, not to wear it I'm sure but straightforward in terms of understanding what, what are the show boards you rare and were stolen show boards would be like pedigree hens ducks uh, like Polish chickens that have a big crest on the top of the head. So, like, you'll see photographs of them there on the Gilmore's Poultry Facebook page or on the Michael's Pumpkin Patch Facebook page. Uh, but they're, they're, they're basically well-bred pedigrees. It took a couple of years to build them up, and then this year they were going to 
hopefully pay for themselves, but mm-hmm. as the answer is now, I don't have them to pay for themselves. Oh, that's awful. That's awful. And shoreboards, do they take a lot of care in rearing? Oh, they're they're very, very hard to get right. Like, wow. it took me three years just to train my eye to know a good, a good, a good one of them from a bad one of the answer. And where do you show them? It's just kind of a bit of fun during the summer and you show them and then you sell the offspring to bring back the money. Okay, that well, would you go around to the Tullamore show or the yeah, Tullamore, show? Yeah, Tullamore, Bunny Conlon, Carindella yeah. Car- 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 show also have a sh- like agriculture show there, stuff like that. You just go and around. Have you, and have you won any medallions or medals or sashes? Oh yeah, you would have got, yeah. got first prizes and stuff. I was in the All-Ireland final there for two two groups of birds that have been stolen as well. Now, the other thing I'd say to you, Michael, is, is your, could you insure, was your shot, your stock insurable? Well, I'll be very honest, I didn't even need to look into it because I said to myself, I said, like, they're only hens, who'd want to steal them? Like, yeah, if you think exactly. about it, it's kind of ridiculous. It's so, like... So, but, but, but turkeys are so valuable, aren't they? Much is it for a, a, a turkey, a decent free-range turkey now? 50, 60, if you're 70, organic, If you were to get an organic kind of a 15-pound yeah. turkey, they're about 120 euro like. Wow. And is that what you were rearing? They weren't certified organic or anything, but like... But they were. In my own, they yeah, take your in, in my own eyes, they were like... Yeah. I had certifications, but I knew myself that they were. Wow. Because like they, they were, I, I always raised them to the good life before Christmas, of course. So you said you had 30 turkeys? So a mixture between turkeys and showbirds. Okay. And would you know them all individually? Would you name them all individually? It'd be somewhat kind of pets, but you wouldn't name all of them now, like... Well, you're going to eat one of them on Christmas Day. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, it's it's a business at the end of the day that it's, like... Okay. So you have to put your losses at some extent as of naming and pets, but uh, like I wouldn't have any specific names. Now, they'd all have characters that I, they'd be my pride and joy, like to... But the other thing I'm thinking, are, are, are turkeys tagged? They are, but the tags can be cut off. Oh, of course. What do they do? Cut off the tag or cut off the leg? Yeah, something like that. Okay. The tag is just on and the leg. And the problem is, your turkeys are not identifiable, are they... Michael. They wouldn't, no, I'll be yeah, very honest. Okay. Like, if you could pay degree with, say, Polish hen of one colour, and I went to a show up north and entered her against another one, you would not be able to tell the difference. Only for that little identification ring that they can cut off okay. and put on their own one. But do you think you would recognise your own show boards, for example? I couldn't, like, I wouldn't be able to go into a pen and say, yeah, well, okay, they're mine, okay, and you okay. stole them, if you get me. But when you say you developed an eye over three years for... It's just to know, like, if you breed 20 of them, yeah. you, you have to be able to pick out the best. The ones that'll thrive, yeah. The ones that'll thrive and have the best characteristics to suit the breed. And when you say characteristics, you mean... Like uh, colouring. Yeah, feather arrangements, uh, texture. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. And how did you get involved in turkey rearing at such a young age? I'll be honest, I love the biology side of it. And okay. I, I kind of hatched a batch that I got an incubator from a birthday, hatched a few quail eggs, but the incubator was just a cheap online one. So 
I didn't have any luck. So I bought another incubator then. Okay. It was a better quality one and they hatched. Uh, and that's kind of how it all started. They were crossbreds, but... And what you love, the whole biological idea, you seen something come from... Of the fact birds. that I can buy an yeah. egg yeah. and yeah. without the help of any mother hen or aunt and yeah. hatch this egg and artificially raise it. Okay. Um, but you're down... This is the serious side of this is... You're down nearly 10 grand. Exactly, yeah. And what were you going to do with the 10 grand when you sold them next week? If you will, of course you would. You would have been able to sell them. What would you do with the 10 grand? I'd probably just reinvest if I sold anything. That's good. And what are you going to do now? Say again? What are you going to do now? Are you not, I hope you're not going to go out of business, are you? Possibly. Oh, God, that'd be a pity. Because, like, with the, it took three years to set up and to get the right bloodlines and breeding stock and ah. everything, and that amount of money, like, so. And did the guards, the guard, do you hold out any hope, no? They just said to promote it as much as possible and see, but, no, like, there were very, there were there were special breeds of hens now, like, there was Poland, uh, Silkies, Ducks, Modern Game, uh, like, yeah. the Turkeys, the Moscovy. So, like, there's a good mix there. That's why I'm saying it'd be hard to identify them. And have you heard of this happening before, Michael? I'm, I've, one, I'm upset for you because of the, the the amount of time and effort and enthusiasm. And you started this when you were 13. You're now 16. And then as everything was about to come to fruition next week, some couriers get in and... and uh, was it easy to break? Were, were they easy to steal? Well, like they had to go through, they had to open a door and they had to open, a, like they had to open a few doors to get them, but like. And would the turkeys, would the turkeys not have cackled or whatever? They would. Gobbled like, or whatever they do. I'll be honest, I don't know how they got them, because if a turkey flaps her wing, she will bruise your arms. And that's yeah, no doubt about that. No course, yeah. So they must have been experienced in the way they picked them up or something like that. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um. What do you need to get back on your feet, Michael? What do you need? Do you, need, you, do you need someone to... Do, do we need to try and find other people with show hens and show boards around the country who will offer you an egg? Well, it's hard to know, really, will I definitely go back into it with ah, the okay. cost. And, like, okay. it's an awful lot of money to get it all set up again, like... Yeah, and you started... So yeah, the, like, the other little enterprise you started was the pumpkin patch. Explain that to me again. Yeah, so the pumpkin patch, like, I have the animals, that's part of the reason I have them, it's to feed, it's, the pumpkin patch feeds the habit is of paying for the birds, and then they help the pumpkin patch by being there on display for educational purposes for oh, any no, you mean, younger yeah. kids that come. That's a brilliant idea. But uh, that's my main issue now, is because, like, the birds that I had, they're... It's not something like you can go down to a local farmer. Like yeah, I, know, I imported I a lot of the stuff from Poland and oh, from yeah. different countries and stuff like that to get the proper, like a proper rooster for two hens, and then you'd buy a better hen for the rooster that they had or something like that. And but you've you've a lot of expertise now, haven't you? You have a memory bank of three years working with great diligence and obviously affection and enthusiasm and intelligence with these particular type of boards. Don't let that go. Yeah, 
It's, well, it's okay. a hard decision to make. Now, I'm not going to support, in fairness. Yeah, like you're, everyone you're, who has. But you're like, kind, I'm you're, hoping that in the new year, I might decide to go back into it. But that's a decision for the new year, and hopefully, hopefully I... Uh, Don't. It's an awful blow. It's an awful blow. Seriously, whoever did that now. And... Uh, you were, they'd need a van, wouldn't they, to get away with the stuff? They would, really, wouldn't yeah. They'd yeah. need a van. Ah, bad cess to them, anyway, doing that on you. Bad cess yeah. to them, as, as, as my father used to say. And bad luck to them, as well, for doing that. I hope they don't have any luck. Um, but the problem is, if I go and buy one of those free-range turkeys or whatever at a market, I'm not... How do I know they belong to Michael Gilmore? Yeah, exactly. That's the, It's yeah. just impossible, really. Yeah. Kira, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? You're listening to Michael. Go ahead. What do you want to say to Michael? Yeah, no, I just want to say it's a terrible pity what's happened to Michael. It's terrible after all his hard work and being such a young entrepreneur. But I wanted to talk to you about my husband. I won't mention his name because he'd be a bit shy. He's in um, the middle of the recruitment process at the moment for Double Bus. He's working as a oh, trainee okay. actually at the we, moment. We, we, uh, Michael, stay, Michael, stay with us, will you? I'll park you for a minute because... Yeah, I, I talk here about what, what your your husband's in training with Dublin Bus. How's he getting on? He's getting on fantastic. So first of all, um, the recruitment process he found it very easy because he's applied for other jobs with other companies in the past, and okay. they want tons of information going back to the year dot. Whereas yeah, Dublin yeah. Bus, they want the basic stuff. Do right. you have a B license? How many penalty points do you want? Do you have yeah, your D learner yeah. permit? So that was very easy. Did that online? Then he and could your husband dri- could your husband drive a bus before he applied? Do you have to be? Able- no, 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 he couldn't. No, he couldn't yeah, drive brilliant, a bus. No. Brilliant. Okay. Okay. So, um, and then they brought him in for interview. That was very simple, very straightforward. He said very friendly. It didn't feel feel very formal, or you know, it it was very friendly, very laid back. Went for his medical. You know, then when he started with them, it was all very positive, you know, welcome to the team. You right, know, before he even started, they're like, order your uniform. And he said, they give me like loads of a uniform so I don't have to wash my shirt every day. I have five shirts. I have, right. you know, full rain gear, trousers, everything. When he started with them, you know, they're all welcome to the team and we can't wait till you start. And so, he then, so when he comes home in the evening, is he in good form? I'm massive, delighted for him. He loves it. He gets his free lunch every day. They're telling him. Yeah. Now, he's he was due to sit his test, but he couldn't sit his test because of the snow, so it's been rescheduled. He, They're telling him where he's, the depot he's going to work out of. They're very positive he's going to pass his test. The well driving done. instructors are, are fantastic. Well he done. said he can't believe it's such a positive environment to work in. And one of his friends had actually mentioned to apply there and go work there. And he was like, oh, I don't know. But he's glad he's done it now. And hopefully he'll pass his That's test super. and he fits this. And he, he doesn't mind the shift work. I know it's not nighttime shift, but it's a, it's a they start no, at six half six in the morning, some routes, and then they finish at half 11 at night. But, you know, that can work out to his advantage yeah, as well okay. if he yeah, wants to yeah. go. Because a lot of people are stuck 9 to 5. They can't go to the dentist, the doctor. It's booked up in the evening, booked up at the weekend. It'd be true. great for him to be off a day, okay. day during the week to give me a break from our five kids. And um, so, you know, but the, the pay is very good. They've explained all the pay structure to him. And, you know, if he works overtime, how much he gets. If he works, a, you know, a rest day for some reason. Or if okay. he does private hire and he's delighted with... with you know, the wages he can, you know, it's it's okay. very, very good pay in the long term. They've shown and, him, you know, what he'll get in a few years if he's still there. And Kira, when does he hope to be driving a route? Well, he should have been driving, he should have been driving by now, but because of the snow last week, he was okay. due to sit his test on the 12th. 
Well, well I don't know. He would have had another two weeks training, maybe. Yeah, but, wow. Okay. You know, he's he's excited to start. You know, his test has been rescheduled, unfortunately, because of the snow, but only by a few weeks. But he can't wait to start. He's delighted well with himself. Well I mean, well not everybody wants to do shift work, but, yeah. you know, it, it's good pay. It's a unionised company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very pension strong. Pension yeah. plan. It's, you know, he was telling me that there's a small gym in the depot he'll be working in. And okay. He said he's delighted now that he's gone for it. So I would recommend that people and apply. Do, is, there mean, any, is there any perks? Like, do you get... Um, I know he gets free travel, obviously. Hopefully, it'd yeah. be better. Um, but is there, are his family entitled to free travel? I don't know now. He kind of was explaining to me okay. something, all right, that we might get some journeys okay. with okay. the train as well. But I don't I don't know, to be honest. He, oh, okay. Because he's, he's learning so much. So and he, he drive? know all that... Would he drive? Would he drive at night if he was offered work on the night link? And that's paid extras. They, yeah. they asked him that in the interview, and he said, "Well, you know, he's he's taken on the job, so he has to take all the responsibilities yeah, that come with it, and that comes with you know extra pay and allowances and all that kind of stuff." Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, you have to look at the positive side yeah. of it. I mean, a lot of people are working outdoors and in the rain or doing delivery driving or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and it's a positive structure okay, because okay. the last job he had, we never knew if he was off Saturday and Sunday because they wouldn't tell him he was working till the next day till five o'clock nah, in the evening. No, 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 so no. That was no. a complete disaster, yeah. especially with five children who couldn't plan course, anything. Course, so, By the way, so there, Dublin must now. tell us there are uh, 13 Nightlink routes. But my point still stands... There are 100, 120, 130 bus routes in the city. It's a great service, generally. Um, it actually might be much more. There's 100, well over 100 uh, bus routes in the country. And I'm saying 13 night links and only two nights a week, once every hour, or in some cases, I looked them up last weekend, once every two hours until 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock. It's just not enough. It's not but enough. But hold on a second. What would the taxi drivers say if they put night links on everywhere? I, 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 How I, do they have well, I was just well, making well, your research, well, you know. Yeah, well, they can they, they can they can say what they want, Kira, and they're they're brilliant. I heard this suggestion on the radio last week from a taxi driver, and a number of them were, including a uh, chief ex- uh, union rep, and a number of them were saying Dublin bus brings six hundred and fifty thousand people. It's an incredible service during the day. Six hundred and fifty thousand people into the city and and the taxis after half 11 they have to take up the slack I don't think taxis would object I don't think it's a row about it here because what's happening and I'll tell you what's happening and I was talking to people who were due to go out tonight in Dublin and they're not going out and the reason they're not going out is not because they can't get a bus into town it's because they can't get home from town so everyone is yeah. going to be affected but anyway okay. that's uh, I wish Can I, I just ho- make one point yes, Can yes, I just make yes. one point Yes. So a lot of people are calling for transport police because, you know, Joe, think of being a bus driver yourself and people are getting on yeah. drunk, you know, after yeah. a night out. They're being sick. So would you like to drive the bus? If I know, I know. I understand. Or, well, there's no there's no so, excuse and, for that. And yeah. Fighting it. yeah. So, so you know, I suppose you have to look at it from, you know, yeah. Yeah, but Dublin you, Bus's point of view I as know, well. I know, but, you know, but you're saying overall your husband is totally glad he applied. Yeah, and I would recommend that people okay. apply. They have okay. a massive recruitment drive at the moment, as okay. I was saying to your researcher, and... You know, give it a go. It's like, yeah, what's okay. the worst can happen? It well, was a very so. easy recruitment. And Kira, would you be interested in doing it yourself? Well, as I'm registered blind, they probably won't let me. You know, oh, are you? I sorry, I didn't yeah, know that. That's okay. No, I didn't tell the researcher that. But no. Um, You're uh, registered blind? I am, yeah. And what happened, Kira? 
No, I was born like that. I have albinoism, oh. so I've, okay. I've, I've, and I've, I've had to use buses all my life, of Joe. Course, and absolutely. Bus drivers are fantastic. You know, yeah, I'd never here, be here. able to. Get, yeah, I use yeah. a twenty-seven bus service, and it's great. And, yeah. and drivers are fantastic. And you know, um, that it, it's, you know, the bus is my lifeline. I'd never move anywhere where I didn't have a, yeah, a bus course, to go on because I'd be totally isolated. But yeah, um, well said, but well yeah said. like, like uh, you know, I always supported the Dublin bus drivers because, like I said, I'd be stuck home without them. So yeah, they're doing a great job. And their buses are so accessible now. And Yeah. Like well, I, was on, I was on I a bus. I children, so buggies and everything yeah, on the buses. I was on a bus yesterday, yesterday evening and... Uh, a woman, a young woman, got on with a gorgeous baby and a gorgeous buggy as well, and uh, she just slipped and just sat into the space provided. She didn't. I offered her a seat, but she said, "No, should I have a seat here beside the baby? It's a wonderful yeah. service. A wonderful service." Is that yeah. your baby there in the background, Kira? That's one of them. I've two at home now, and I have to go now in a few minutes and collect another three. <laughs> how so. do you? How do you? Is the school near? No, um, they 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 go to school in Clonskey, so they get they get a school bus every day. So I have to walk a kilometre and a half to go and pick them up and come back then again with them. So I manage like there's there's pedestrian lights all the okay. way along. Like I'm in South Dublin, so it's great for if you're visually impaired because they have great pedestrian lights oh, everywhere. Great. And if they're ever broken, I just um ring the council, the right department, well and they come up straight away and fix them within Brilliant. two hours. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And do you t- do you take your two younger ones with you now to collect the other three? I have to take the two younger ones. So one is in a buggy and another one will go along on her scooter. So, um, okay. so yeah. But no, I, you know, I, I, I've always managed, like I can see a certain amount, but I couldn't okay. drive a car. So I, I can get around yeah. and like it's just night time now wouldn't be great for me. But, okay. um, but yeah, you just have to get on with things, Joe, you know? Yeah, okay. Sounds That's it. incredible person. Keep going. Uh, yeah, keep, keep going. going keep going. And best of luck to your husband uh, and the new job. And uh, best of luck to you. And um, uh, best of luck in your your your. You have a busy week. Sorry, every day is a busy day. Twenty four seven, three six five. Repeat, recording, recording. But you have a busy week ahead. Santi is coming. I know. Oh, we we do, oh, don't celebrate Christmas in this house. We're oh, uh, we're yeah. So we're Muslim. So um, okay. But, yeah, yeah, but you know the kids still get out in the holidays and have fun and go ice skating oh, okay. and go okay. to the cinema and stuff. Yes, okay. they enjoy their right. winter okay. break. Okay, but you you enjoy your holidays, Joe, and I'll let yeah. you get on to the next caller. <laughs> okay, thanks. Kira, okay. you're better at this job than I am. I tell you that the producer just reminding me here. That I, I can you can move people along much better than I can. Kira, well done. Gula meal mahagur, Kira, and that kind. Uh, kind wishes to you and your family and praise praise be Allah. Thank you, Kira. And thank you, uh, all our callers. Back after this break. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Michael, are you still there, Michael Gilmore? I was you yep, there, Michael? Here. Are you are you not in school today, Michael? I am. Just finished school, so oh, okay. Yeah. You got your everything is okay. You got permission and all to carry on. What year are you in? I'm in TY. Oh, good lad. I'm just buy a car here. God, and TY is a year when you come up with ideas for projects, and God, you won't be stuck for ideas anyway. Where's Dermot Nichols? Dermot, you now, Dermot, you're not a you're not a board man, are you? You don't know. No, I'm not. No, no, no I'm no. not. You're just you're just affected <laughs> by what he said. Okay, what do you want to say to Michael? No, I just thought he was a very enterprising young young yes, chap. He sure and is. I really admired what he did for both charities. And I would like to make a donation to help him get on his feet again. 
Okay, are you are you starting to go fund me page, Michael? No, no, no. There's no need for that. Like, okay, okay, okay. And have you ever well, had? You ever ever had? I oh, know you've eaten an egg. I'm sure, Dermot. Have you ever had chickens or hands or reared them yourself? No, no, I haven't. I've, I was just so touched by the story that I had to ring you. Okay, fair. And you, you you're speaking on behalf of a lot of people as well. And you're in Dublin. Well, does anyone keep uh, chickens and hands in in cities anymore, Dermot? I, I don't. I don't think so. They used to, didn't they, when we were growing up in Ballyfermot, there was they lots, did, of yeah. chicken, lots of chickens and hens. Yeah, no, uh, not now. Why? I don't, think, I don't think it's allowed by law even at the moment. Ah, it would be. And then we, can, we haven't gone to the dogs. It's not that bad. Well, I but couldn't tell you about that, but Joe. Did, no, but didn't people find, people used to find rearing hens and chickens very relaxing. It was. But anyway, maybe it's the foxes that are getting them. Then, Michael, do you know the people who are, when you go to the shows, would there be people from the main showers? Would they be from cities or rural areas? Or, or do you know? They'd be kind of, they wouldn't be in very populated areas now, I'd say. Okay, okay. Where's where's Angela? Angela is in Galway. Yeah. You're, not, you're not too far yeah. from Michael. You're near Clare Galway, aren't you, Michael? You're up that way. Well, okay. I'm the other Car- side of Car- it. Karen Zola. Okay, what do you want to say to Michael? Yeah. I just want to say how sorry I'm to hear about his loss because hens are so lovely to have. Are they, and yeah? This, yeah, all they are. They're, they talk to you when you go into the mor- in the morning to feed them. <laughs> they literally well, that's almost all, talk to you. So that's all, gob- like that's all, gob- that's all to- gobbledygook. It's not <laughs> really. They talk to you in their own, in their, with their own gobbledygook. Okay. But um, and it's just that they're so stressed, those poor hens now, that I don't know if uh, they'll ever be laying again, you know, because they'd be used to just their own routine. And then someone to come in at night and they'd have to rough them up. If you were stealing hens, like you wouldn't be treating them too gently. So they would be very Ah, uh, that's terrible. Um, could, they but, die, could they die of that stress? The court actually yeah. might not lay again because, ah, you know, if a fox came into a house where there were hens, yeah. they'd be very dishevelled after and they wouldn't lay for ages. They would be distressed quite. But ah. that's not and to say you, they got the back end. And, and do, you, do uh, you keep hens? I just keep a few for myself. Okay, and would they, they know you? Absolutely. And would they know your fragrance or what you're wearing? Well, or? I don't know what they know, but they know for to look at which I would talk yeah, to okay. them when I go in anyway. And if a strain... I say good morning to them when I go in. And what do you say to them, uh, Angela, of a morning? I say good morning and I say thanks for all the lovely eggs you're giving me and things okay. like that. Um, and my husband will feed them uh, twice a bit as well when you go out first thing in the morning. But, and what, um, do, what do they say in return? Oh, thank you <laughs> for looking after us so well. <laughs> They say thanks. They I say thanks. Only I understand them. But uh, you're saying also about um, hens in cities, you know? Yeah. Well, I have a daughter living in a city in Spain, and you'd constantly hear cocks crowing. And I eventually found out where they were. I walked down where they were, and there were about 12 hens and a few lovely cocks. So they do keep them because she's only 10 minutes from the city of Vicente. Oh, maybe, that's, of the city. maybe that's why they're not in the cities anymore. People object to the. But then the most, crone, yeah. yeah, but most people in the cities are getting up at half five now, especially if you've kids. Well, it's and probably you're going, they might be, a lot of them fresh. might be up earlier than yeah. the cocks. I'll tell you, yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, I okay. wish him the best, whatever decision he makes. Okay, and very he'll much. Be very, he'll be very successful, whatever he does. He sounds like it. Yeah, he really does sound like it. And Michael, what do you want me? What do your parents do? Are they in, well, in livestock as well? Uh, well, they'd, they'd have a farm, like, in okay. general, they'd have a sheep and cattle farm, but 
mom works in our own shop and she's okay. a teacher it's credit union and we do the kind of the show and then dad was a is a was a teacher in Galway for a while okay okay that's distressing what what Angela says that um yeah and then Sean is doing accounting with KPMG okay yeah but so, it's distressing what Angela says that the boards will be traumatized. Yeah, but, and like uh, they, they'd probably never, even if I get them back, which I hope I do, they'd probably never recover fully from it. And the show boards, okay, the turkeys have an intrinsic value, especially this time of year. But the show boards, who would buy them, Michael? Well, like, like they're rather expensive. They're six hundred euro plus a bird. Oh, are they? Yeah. But is there a market? Is there sorry? Is there a black market for them? Not that I'm aware of, but like there is a serious market for birds of the quality. Yeah. Ah, as I said, bad cess to them anyway, ruining your, your little. Well, it's not a little, it's a, a big project. Uh, 16 years of age you are. Okay, um, I'll let you go, Michael. If we get any more offers, we'll pass them on to you. Perfect. Okay. I appreciate you, that. Your mind, any other big ideas there? Maybe keep them to yourself. Because they're, they're, they're brilliant. I'm sure you have ideas. What do you hope to do when you've finished second level? That's what I'm actually trying to use TYAs now is to find out what I want to do when I... And what are you leaning towards? I don't know. I like kind of plumbing or electrician or something like that. Something which is... Well, that, that, they're, the, they're the professions and they are professions and the trades to be in now. Great, great. We need plumbers. We need electricians. As people go on, as you hear them every day, Michael, the debates on radio non-stop about no houses, no houses, no houses. <laughs> and I'd love to ask all these people, can you put in, the, can you fix a three-pin plug and you'll discover that the vast majority of people can't, let alone build a house. We need people to be able to build houses. Anyway, Michael, Michael Gilmore, you're, you're, you're a hero. And I'm sorry that this has befallen you by those couriers who probably uh, are, make a, 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 a fraction of what you, of what you, uh, Put oh, yeah. into thanks it in terms of like okay, to say thanks to everyone as well who supports me. Okay, good lad, Michael. We'll keep it touch. That's Michael Gilmore. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And best wishes to everyone putting on live shows at this time of year. You cannot beat live entertainment. I know Carl and Alan, uh, Carl Broderick and Alan Hughes are opening tonight. In, they've been on, but they're opening, the official opening tonight in the National Stadium. Uh, I've attended that panto, I'd say, for 23 years, including 10 years ago when it was minus 10 below and my children made me trapes across. But it's a brilliant, brilliant panto, the panto in the gaiety with Joe Conlon. Joe is a star as Buffy, he really is a star. The reviews are incredible. Uh, that's Jungle Book and, you know, if you bring your children to the gate, the surroundings are just incredible um, and it's in a lovely part of the city. And then you have the Olympia, which is uh, another great one as well, another great panto. What a, by the way, panto is just a tradition in Ireland and the UK. It doesn't doesn't travel for some reason. And then there's a great panto up in the Helix as well. That's the, That's been going for a long, long time. And then you go to Cork Opera House. And I think there's a couple on in Limerick. And then all around, the, 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 the tradition for local panthers is that they're on after Christmas. That's Now, I know it's changed somewhat, but they were on after Christmas in the dark days of early January. So support live performance. As I said, Duffy's Christmas Circus, which is the artists, every single one of them, be they trapeze artists or 
uh, acrobats or jugglers. It's a fantastic show. And that's live entertainment again. And then, of course, is the toy show, The Musical, which is on in the convention centre uh, in uh, Dublin. And I went the other night. The music is absolutely fantastic. And the children are fantastic. And there's three sets of children. And uh, as I was driving uh, in this morning, I saw children from, it looked like all the schools in the area, marching, marching down to the convention centre. I think there was a show at half twelve. So support anything live. Where, and by the way, there's a, a significant number of adult actors uh, getting employment from the uh, RT Toy Show, the musical, and pantos uh, all around the place. So that's that's a plus as well. Bring back live entertainment, and best of luck to everyone, everyone involved. And if you want me to mention anywhere else that I'm forgetting, please do Joe at RT.ie. And remember, I will mention tractor runs as well. We start doing that last year, and I mentioned a good few of them last week. Carol O'Hara, Carol, back to this uh, bizarre story yesterday, which which is a, a pain to say the least. Where there's some hero, self-styled hero, going around in the dead of night with his face covered and his little dog as a decoy. Mm. And within 10 seconds, he's he's developed a little system. Uh, he's judge and jury. If he doesn't like the look of your car or if it's a big car or a, a, a Jeep-type vehicle, he'll uh, kneel down for a second as if he's doing something with his dog. And he has a little system where he unscrews it, the dust cap and walks away and the system he has means that the tyre is deflating, so people come out the next week. It doesn't look, it could be a disabled car, it could be a disabled driver, it could be children, it could be a doctor, it could be a frontline worker. Once you have the wrong car in these people's eyes, they're called, uh, what are they called, tyre extinguishers. Oh, how original. Carol, you, you say, you, you, yeah. you, you want to explain to people why you need an SUV. Yes, I, when I was listening to it yesterday, it struck me, you mentioned people that might be using one of them, some of the people who are disabled who go for an SUV type vehicle because of the ease of getting in and out. Yes, of it. Yes. You're not climbing into it like you would in a car when you have arthritis or rheumatoid arthritis or, or other afflictions. <laughs> You know, yeah, so, 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 so you say, point, you know? so if this courier happened to see your car and decided uh, to take out the um, the two tires, deflate them, that would yeah. that would totally immobilize you completely, yes, it would indeed, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. this guy, whoever he is, well, there's a few of them because he's a manifesto and he said he's a part of a group called Rise Up, that's for, that's self styled, I presume. And what he's doing is yeah, is committing yeah. a crime. And as you explained, uh, S- yeah. he said SUVs were vanity projects. Well, I wouldn't well, like. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, well, if you listen to you, Carly, no, they're not. Very, very narrow way yeah. of thinking. He's not thinking about people who need to use them. Okay. You know, in other words, not using common sense. That yeah. you know, okay. some of the things attacking their car, the main depend on that car. Yeah. You know? yeah. Okay, so, Carol. Uh, yeah. Good point. Well made. Uh, yeah. People oh, need okay. cars. People need SUVs for a number of reasons, including access and mobility. Thank you, Carol O'Hara. Uh, Stephanie. Good afternoon, Stephanie. Hey, Joe. How are you? Um, you've been on with us before, but uh, and it's about uh, Calf Trio and your son Kieran. He's one of the thirty-five waiting. For, well, he's not waiting on Caftrio, Caftrio because Caftrio was available. Caftrio has been passed, but Caftrio has been validated um, as being uh, uh, extraordinarily useful, and it's in it's in use for 
a significant number of people in Ireland at the moment with cystic fibrosis and it's made such a difference. But there's a row between the government and the manufacturer over extending the drug, which everyone agrees is totally uh, extendable. There's no issues to this group. It's a row about money. And uh, you just want to bring us up to date on what's happening on Kieran, Stephanie. I do, yeah. Um, Kieran. so I was talking to you there last week, Joe, and, and Kieran had been on antibiotics for four or five weeks. Yeah. Just struggling to shake this cough, so we came up on Tuesday morning and he's been admitted to hospital, so we've been in hospital now since Tuesday. Oh, um, God. He's doing well. He's, he's such a little trooper. He's just the best. He just does everything that's expected of him. Because one of, just, one of the arguments that you were making, Stephanie, and other parents were making, and by the way, we had a lot of people who were on who were yeah. on CAF Trio, and they were miraculous. It's, well, that's it's, the point. I I've never, I've never heard yeah. or, or read no. or listened to stories where a drug uh, made such a difference so quickly. Now, maybe that's why it's. I presume that's why it's so expensive. Yeah, and I but, suppose um, from listening to all them stories, Joe, I'm in no doubt that we wouldn't be in this situation if Karen had got CAF Trio in March when we were expecting them to get it. And that's kind of just the hardest part to take, really. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be missing out on our build-up to Christmas. Two other kids at home that I'm missing like crazy. Yeah. Um, and Kieran is as well. And yeah. it's very tough. It's very tough, especially this time of year. Christmas is so special in our house. And, um, and uh, how, how... When did you realise Kieran would have to go into hospital, Stephanie? Well, he just... His cough was quite bad over the weekend. So he just, yeah. when he gets a bad cough, he's just anytime he's doing anything, jumping or running or playing with his brother and sister, you know, he starts coughing. So my biggest worry if I left it for another week is we'd end up in here for Christmas because yeah. I kind of knew the fact that he'd had so many oral antibiotics and I hadn't cleared it that this is the route we were going to end up oh. going. And yeah. is, is the treatment, is it any way easing his cough, Stephanie? It's, he does physio every day. He does physio twice yeah. a day. They're brilliant here in the hospital. In fairness, it's, it's fun. He enjoys it because it's bouncing on a trampoline and playing football yeah, here in the little room we're in. But it's, um, it hasn't shifted yet now. He's yeah. still struggling to get it off his chest. With CF, the mucus is very thick, yeah. thick yeah. and sticky, and so that's, it's hard to move. And as we heard last week, on the first day, 24, 36 hours of CAF trio, yeah. the mucus begins to shift. Absolutely. The yeah, mucus begins to shift, which is an incredible. Yeah. And at, 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 on the one hand, I was going to say it's awful uh, because any of us with children have gone through bad coughs. But it's one of the most distressing things to listen to because you feel so powerless. But it's most, it's, any of us have had a cough. It's one of the most distressing things to go through. Yeah. And now uh, uh, young Kieran is in away from his brothers and sisters, the week coming up to Christmas. And this could all, and he's in a hospital, which there's a cost to as well. Uh, 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 known the difference between the, the cost of everything and the value of things that um, that's there's a, a significant cost and he should be he should be getting um, he should be getting the, the best care and I know he is up up in up in uh, Cromwell yep. CHI as yep. it's now called Children's Hospital Ireland but um, is there anyone we've, we've, we've within the space of the next uh, 24 hours we'll have two Tisha We'll have uh, Michal yeah. Martin finishing and uh, Leo Varadkar starting. We'll have two tarnishes versa visa. Is there any way they could say to the... Well, I suppose it's just we're trying it, to get it out there as much as we can and thanks to you, Joe, you're getting uh, it out there even, as much as we can. Even, 
even pick up a phone and ring ring yeah. Boston, Massachusetts. But anyway, Stephanie, I wish mm. you well. We'll yeah. keep in touch. Stephanie, if we have to, I'm yeah. telling you and I'm telling the other parents at 35, if if we have to on Christmas Eve, on the Christmas Eve show, appeal once again, we will do it. We will do it. And we do it every really day. Yeah. Such is the horror of this and the scandal of this. Will you, have the, a, will you say a quick hello to Kieran, Jodie? Yeah, I will, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kieran. Hello. Hiya, Kieran. Won't you won't you look after yourself? Are you okay in hospital? Are you are you managing okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am. And you, your your mommy loves you. You know that. Yeah, I do. Uh, and your the two at home love you as well, and they're yeah. all they're all dying to get you home. Did you write yeah. to Did you write to Santa, Kieran? Yeah. And what did you do? You want to tell me what you asked for? Okay. What did you, What did you ask for? Soccer ball. Yeah, great. And, uh, I asked for uh, soccer clothes for soccer. Good lad. A surprise. Um, it, it's this wrestling game. It's called Battlegrounds. Oh, great. I know it. Battlegrounds. Okay. I hope you get that. I hope, and I, I want to, I just want to say goodbye to your mommy. Give her a big, okay. give her a big hug here, Kieran. We yeah. all miss you. You'll be home soon. You'll be home soon. Um, Stephanie, Stephanie, I know what you want for Christmas is calf, yeah. it's calf trio, calf trio, calf trio. Absolutely. It is available, available. It's there. Give it to those children. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 Apologies to Ray, who has a jam-packed programme coming up. Uh, Fergus Weenie produced and Ray Darcy is next. 0818-715-815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie